now, broadcasting on StarWorldWideNetworks.com. It's time for Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Let's tap into your own authentic genius and live the life you desire. Join Dr. Rademacher for an enlightened conversation about our brain intelligence, our body intelligence, and our energy intelligence. And now, here's your host, Dr. Bart Rademacher. Dr. Bart Rademacher, and this is Prescription for Your Transformation. Real people, real conversations, and real success. Also part of the Doctor's Guide, Health Optimization 2022. And we're almost towards the end of this year of 2022, talking about all the different things that can actually help you optimize your health. And hopefully you've learned a lot of things that you never really thought of. But one thing that I realized, fortunately, because I got a call from this amazing guy, and he's a relationship coach. In fact, he's a business and relationship coach, super successful in the business world, uh, bringing a company from zero to 90 million in only 60 days. And then, of course, you know, diving into this relationship coaching. And I, I can't wait for him to share with you, you know, how he actually got into that. And that's really relevant. It's sort of like the pain to purpose, you know, experience that some of us have and find that we can absolutely excel in that, in that spirit. And then being that hero, coming back to our communities and sharing our wisdom with the rest of the world. But here's what's really important. And that is this, I've talked a lot about the, the structural part, I've talked about the biochemical part, I've talked about the genetic part. I've also talked about the mental part. The one thing I haven't talked about yet is the relationships. And what's key in our own health and quite frankly, our longevity, when, when we look at people who live in the blue zones, they have so many different factors that help them live to their 100, one of which are healthy relationships. So I'm really excited to be talking to someone who really understands so many different aspects of how to be healthy in relationships and, and keeping it actually really quite simple because sometimes we just make things way too complicated. So, Brian, I'm, I'm really excited to be diving into the whole concept of, you know, how is it that we can sustain healthy relationships and, um, and what is it that we need to do for that? You know, that's a great question. I don't believe one size fits all in any relationship. Every relationship is different because it involves two completely different people. And I don't know if you ever read that book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, but there's a big truth in that. We are so different. I believe God created us different with different perspectives, different strengths, different weaknesses, different likes and dislikes, different opinions, obviously. Um, and I think that that's so valuable to consider that just because they're different doesn't make them right or wrong. Just because I'm different or have a different opinion than my spouse doesn't make me right or wrong. And so I think that's one of the big things. And I love of relationships and exploring them with different people because I find every relationship has completely different dynamics. You know, there's obviously a different polarity, so to speak. One often is positive, one is more of a negative personality. And it's just the the way they say opposites attract. Well, take a battery. Opposites are on the two different ends. So you still have one battery, but you get two different poles. You know, the spice of life really is, you know, polarity, it's diversity, it's challenge, it's, it's you know, when we get, you know, challenged or triggered, it's that opportunity that we get to to grow, right? And, yeah. and so that's one of the beautiful things about relationships. And 
I love to hear your your concepts or ideas about you know how it is that we choose um, relationships. And there's that book. I forget the author's name. Get the love that you want. And, and he's got a great you know description as to how people you know find the relationships. But you're you're right though. I mean, you know, we are different, and thank God we are different. Um, <laughs> yeah. Life would be way too boring if we were the same. But I think you know some of the things that you're going to talk about today is one is you know communication, and I'm guessing that as much as we think we're communicating really well, uh, we're probably not. And the other one is. I love this this metaphor you have of, of differences and, and how that shows up in, in, in relationships. And then finally, we're going to talk about probably the most important factor in all of this is are we actually having fun? So let's yeah. let's begin with communication and, yeah. um, and understanding, you know, your perspectives and how you coach people when it comes to communication. So there's a lot of different types of communication. And my wife and I often joke about it, that there is the you know, land the plane guy. He literally just wants the details. He wants the specifics, the important stuff. Don't give me all the frills and thrills and how it felt and all this stuff. That's the enjoy the ride person. They're going to literally tell you all about the ride and how it felt and the bumps along the way and, you know, everything they saw out the window of the plane. The other guy doesn't care. How do we get this thing on the ground safely? We're, we're up here. We got to get this down. And so there's two different ways of communicating. And a lot of times, and this is obviously just a general, but a lot of times the men are the land the plane. We're not the feelings person where women tend to be more of the feelings oriented personality and they are and it can be reversed, but they will often, you know, talk about their feelings and how they felt and how sad they are, how happy it made them feel. You know, they talk about all the little things along the way. If you ask a woman to tell you about her day, she talks about the entire thing. You ask a man, how was your day? He says, oh, it was good. That's all we know. It wasn't a bad one. It was a good one. So there we are. You got it all summed up in one little sentence. So yeah, sort of it's like you know, the women ways. The women want to share the weather report, and it's sort of like, all right, um, how much time do I have right now? And, and I got all these appointments that yep. I got to take care of, and and that's perhaps the worst thing. I can't tell you how often I've gotten into trouble when I just looked at my watch, and she just began <laughs> the story. And yep. and then the other part, I guess, is that you know, as guys, we just want to fix it, and that's probably yep. the worst thing that we can do. Yeah. And a lot of times I've found that women don't want their problem fixed. They just want to be heard. They want to be, quote unquote, verified or justified in the way they feel. And as long as you can say, you know, hey, that's awesome. I'm glad to know you felt that way or you understand that. You know, I'm, I'm really glad you shared that with me. That's all they want to know is they want to feel accepted for who they are, the way they felt. They don't need you to fix it. But we want to fix it because we see as Well, this is a problem. Here's what I do to fix that. You know, we're looking for solutions because men are problem solvers as a nature we fix problems women don't <laughs> they they share their problems but it's two different ways of attacking the same thing and i think that one of the big differences we've seen is different strengths does not mean that one is right one is wrong you know if i'm good at directions and my wife isn't which it's actually more reverse she's really good at directions and she can go somewhere once and she can get you back there from any direction it's like you've never even been there from this angle before but she knows how to get there. She's really good at that. So she's much better at remembering, you know, landmarks and things along the side where I look at road names. You know, if I don't see a road name, I'm going to have a hard time knowing what road to turn on. So it's two different strengths, but that doesn't make one right and one wrong. It just means that success is working as a team, getting to where we want to be together is finding a solution together to get to where we want to be. So we utilize both. And I love to look at success. What is success? Can you define success? 
in a relationship. It's overcoming the obstacles, whatever those obstacles are, whether it's communication, whether it's lovemaking, whether it's friendship at the end of the day, whatever it might be, you shouldn't end the day as enemies. We're all on the same team here. We're trying to pay the bills. We're all trying to get the kids to bed happy. You know, it's just a matter of life. It's struggle. It's, you know, obstacles. How do we overcome that? How do we tackle it together? There's chores, there's bills, there's lots of stuff needs done, but how do you communicate love and acceptance? And I'm sure you've probably seen and probably even read the book about the five love languages. I mean, who hasn't, right? Right. And so you think about the different ways we communicate love and acceptance and how we feel loved versus how we share love. You know, I might be speaking love in one language, but that's not my wife's love language. So she doesn't feel it. She's like, you're being so hateful. No, I'm not trying to be hateful. It's how I love on you. Right. I think I think the, the key words are intention and impact. Right. So you could right. have the right intention, but the impact is completely mm-hmm. wrong because essentially you're speaking a completely foreign language. And, yes. and it's interesting. You said a lot of different things, and it's going to be really hard for me to, to keep you know, up with everything, all the gems that you're sharing. But one that came up with me is, is this, is that and you mentioned triggers and challenges. And, and clearly when you have two different people, you know, you're going to have different perspectives and have different viewpoints mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And the truth is that, you know, when, when the emotions start boiling up, you know, that's, that's a great opportunity to recognize, okay, what's my work to do right now? Rather than pointing the finger at the other person that, you know, they're not right or they're not, you know, in the right space, they don't have the right perspective, you know, it's sort of like, okay, you know, what's my work to do in this moment? And then also simply uh, uh, um, respect the fact that um, accepting that they've got their work to do and not being judgmental about that, but that's their work to do. And so sometimes when I'm in this argument with, with my wife, then um, I just, you know, do a little protective bubble, if you will, if I need to, or just mm-hmm. say to myself, you know what, that's not my work to do. And 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 the step away, and when I'm triggered, and even when I do react, it's also that moment to catch that in time, and then understand, okay, what's my work to do moving on. That is so true, and I think that a lot of times people miss in relationships, the fact that we need to communicate. Your spouse is not a mind reader. And if you don't tell them how you're feeling or what you're struggling with, or you know the things you're thinking, they're not gonna know. And we've had this conversation over and over at our house because we expect them to know or to just understand what we're thinking or feeling. And I never even told her before. Right. And, and I don't know why, but it just seems like it's just, I don't know if it's just an unwritten rule that we all expect they're going to know because we're married to them. Well, you should know I'm feeling this way or that I'm, you know, upset or sad or whatever. They don't know. You never told them about your day yet. So I think that understanding each other is just a part of the massive communication struggle. And to be successful, it's truly about um, communicating who you are, how you feel, what you struggle with, and being open with that. You know, if you can't be emotionally naked, so to speak, with your your partner or your spouse, they're not going to truly know you because you're not telling them. It's hard to read a book without any words, right? If I put a whole book in white ink on white paper, you're going to have a hard time reading it, but it's all written there. You just can't read it because it's not in your language. Or if I wrote it in Chinese and you don't know Chinese, you only know English, you're not going to get a lot out of it. But if I can put it in your language and I can make sure that you understand exactly what I'm saying. And now you understand who I am. If I'm emotionally naked with you, you're going to understand who I am, what I struggle with. 
you know, part of that different aspects. Part of what comes to mind there is on on many different levels, um, but also with what you just shared, is the difference between expectations and appreciations. And expectations always get us in trouble. Yes, they do. It's kind of unfair, but you know, simply appreciating that the other person just doesn't get you, or appreciating the fact that you know you don't feel safe in being vulnerable, and therefore you know the other person has no hope, right? To I was going to say hope and help, um, yeah. know what's going on with you, and so how is it yeah. that you can then you know respond in such a way to um, be kind of passive aggressive? Yeah. And I speak out of my own experience in the past and recognize, yeah. look, you know, it's not their problem. It's yours. Yeah. And I think so many relationships, you know, even work related relationships, but especially your significant other relationship, your spouse or partner can really, really have significant issues and struggles if you have a lack in communication, because to me, communication is the key. And there's a couple keys to communication. It needs to be frequent. And it needs to be clear because if you don't have clear communication, it's all muddy water and they don't understand what you're trying to say anyways. But if it's not frequent and you only communicate once a month, you know, that's not going to help either. So you have to have clear and frequent communication. And the more you communicate and the clearer you communicate, the better they're going to know you, the better they're going to understand you. And I look at expectations, as you mentioned, as an unspoken expectation is basically an unmet frustration. Now you don't know. What what's going on? Why did yep. they react that way? I thought they were going to do this. Yeah, no, I'm totally, you're totally right about that. And and one technique that I learned was the Imago technique, which I know you're familiar with. And and that was enlightening for me because, you know, when my wife begins her, you know, tirade of, of complaints, right, about everything <laughs> from here to the moon and back again. And yep. then it's sort of like I'm trying to categorize every single piece. And I just can't keep track of it. And then so yeah. I just ask her, okay, hold on a second. Just give me one soundbite and let me respond to that. And then let's yep. go to the next soundbite. And so Imago has, has a wonderful taking. I don't know if you, you promote that, but yeah. you know, for those listeners out there, it's, it's pretty spectacular. And what I like about the Imago technique, which I didn't fully appreciate at the time, because I don't think they really explained it. And that is this, is that whatever is going on in your head, right you're you're emitting you're radiating that energy as well and that's actually scientifically proven and and just a a sidestep because this is a part that's really exciting in my life when it comes to health optimization Mm -hmm. is that the when the heart pulsates it creates actually an electromagnetic field that Mm -hmm. then extends to all your cells but actually radiates about 12 feet away from you and because the heart has an intimate relationship with the brain What's going to happen is that the brain is basically going to tell the heart what kind of frequency are you going to send out, whether it's love or anger, you know, excitement or frustration. And guess what? People within your 12 feet radius, they're going to sense it. They may not know it consciously, but unconsciously their body is taking in that energy. And so we have to be mindful of our thoughts. So, so true. And there's so many directions we could go from there. But let me let me do a fun reversal. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Did you ever feel like you're in trouble or don't know how to answer a question? Let's say your wife is trying on something for the day and she says, does this make me look fat? How do you I answer did. that? I don't answer. 
<laughs> and ladies, that's a no-win scenario. They don't know how to answer. If they answer yes, it does, then they're going to get slapped or told that they're insensitive. But if they say no, then they're going to be told that they're lying. <laughs> so there's no win answer for the guy. So keep in mind, ask them questions that make sense. You know, give them some other question to find out, does it make you look good or does it make you look okay? You know, would you be okay if I wore this? Instead of asking them, you know, does it make me look fat or slim or do I look good or sexy or whatever other word you want to throw in there? They don't know how to answer that because as a guy, we don't know what to do. <laughs> now we're stumped. Well, I did learn a, a technique and then I usually yep. throw the question back at her. Mm -hmm. says, what do you think? What do you like about it? Or what do you yep. not like about it? And that's another lesson I learned, you know, in business. You know, when somebody yep. asks you a question, you know, you have to ask them, what is it that you're really looking for? Or what is it that you feel? Correct. Because that way it keeps you out yep. of trouble. And I was going to give that as a tip to the guys. Guys, if you get a question you don't know how to answer, ask a question back. Like, what do you mean by that? I'm trying to understand mm -hmm. your question. <laughs> so, yeah, totally. you know, don't answer something if you don't know what she means, because you're just going to come out wrong. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, again, so communication is, is a big deal. And, it and again, is. I think the big mistake that we make is that we assume that the other person really understands, you know, what it is that you're communicating. And this is, again, in any kind of relationship, whether it's at home uh, with your kids or, you know, in business. And so some of the things that I do ask is, OK, did you hear what I said or can you repeat back so I know that you got it? And, and I take yeah. full responsibility. And if they if they didn't. And, and that's something that I think is, is an important part. of It is. Know. And, you know, that was something, Bart, that changed my life when a friend of mine shared with me that if I'm a teacher and I'm communicating to my class and they don't learn what I'm teaching them, it's not on them. It's on me. I didn't actually teach it. I may have spouted it off, but if I'm using a different language or I'm speaking in terms they don't understand, it's still up to me to teach them. I'm a bad teacher if they didn't get it. And it's the same with a conversation. If I'm telling you something and you didn't comprehend it, that's on me, not on you. I didn't use language that made sense to you to con to transfer my thought process or the point I was trying to make. Therefore, it's on me. It's not on you. But in communication, I always mention to couples, don't forget, God gave you two ears and only one mouth. So listen more than you speak, especially as guys, women have to speak generally twice as much as we do. And we generally have to hear things twice before it locks in. So it's kind of a win-win. <laughs> yeah. And the other part too is, you know, not being in a rush to answer. I think oftentimes we're way too much in a rush to, to answer a question when, you know, we should just kind of, you know, think about it, you know, think about, you know, what, what it is. That you're feeling or actually if if you get emotional which obviously happens in relationships just take a breath and then quieten that that emotion but the final thing that that i want to ask you and, and and your experience in this particular because this has been my experience and when we get really you know granular with language and it's also concepts and you know i'm very much into the world of personal development you know that's i was introduced to tony robbins about 20 years ago I've done a ton of stuff afterwards but when i understood concepts that my partner didn't it was really hard for them to understand what it was that i'm really talking about I mean, what are yes. your thoughts on that and how do you help people ensure that it's not only the the english language or whatever language that is but also conceptually that they're on the same page and that is a challenge that 
each couple is going to have to face on their own because a lot of times I find that one spouse is really into quote personal development and is understanding and growing mentally and even emotionally in many cases. Their emotional intelligence is also going up and they're realizing that, you know, responding slower when I feel tense, you know, taking a minute before I answer a question, that is actually emotional intelligence and stability versus being quick to respond, saying things out of anger or frustration, but taking the time. And so as a couple, when one spouse is growing, one spouse is more or less, I don't know if you want to use this term stagnant, but they're not growing at the rate, there begins to be a divide and they begin to separate. And I think that that creates even more frustration. So one spouse is wanting to talk or communicate in, as you said, concepts and terminology that may be quote unquote above the head of the other one. It doesn't mean they're wrong or they're a worse person. It's just that one is growing at a faster rate than the other. And so learning how to Help your spouse, share resources with them. Let them listen to the podcast that gave you this new idea. You know, let them hear it. They may get a totally different perspective of what you heard, but allowing them to hear that can totally change that dynamic. And now they understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I love that. I love that part. Um, so why I think you're right, because it, it can be a huge frustration if one's really into it and one's not. It's just two different likes, two different takes, but now it creates a communication divide. And let me ask you this. Um, sure. In my experience as a plastic surgeon, um, mm-hmm. I'm finding that the women are much more amenable to personal growth than men. Is that what you're finding too or, or not? I think it varies. I find there are a lot of men that are more into personal growth than you would think, but they often don't admit it because they don't want it used against them by their spouse. And so one of the things I've seen, as you probably know, you know, if I tell you I'm good at taking out trash, you know, the wife's going to tell me, hey, you're good at that. You need to do that every day. You know, so if I if I can act like I can't do it, at least I'm not expected to do it all the time. And it's kind of the same thing, you know, mentally, if if I really, really am good at communication, understanding and giving her lots of time to talk and explain herself, she's going to want even more time to talk and explain herself. So a lot of guys don't want their knowledge or what they learned used against them. And I think that's one reason a lot of guys fear reading books together with their spouse, you know, learning things about communication or relationships, you know, increasing intimacy may be used against you because now I've had my wife say, you know, well, you know better than that. You know, we read that book. You understood that you're not supposed to do that. (laughs) So I hadn't thought of that one, but yeah, that's interesting. Um, So I think a lot of guys are afraid of quote, being held accountable for something they learned and don't really want to, it takes time to grow. It takes time to change. And so remember that for all of you listening, give your spouse grace. It takes time to change. If you learn something and you share it with your spouse, that's great, but give them grace, give them time. And it may not be their time to change yet. It may not have sunk in the way it did for you. And again, of course, you know, understanding what's your work to do. And, yes. and it's not, not always going to be easy. In fact, you know, sometimes we yeah. don't want it to be easy. And there's a great quote from uh, Seneca, which is a Greek philosopher from about mm-hmm. 2,000 years ago. He says, it's not that we fear that things are difficult. It's that we should fear that they're not difficult enough. Yes. And, and that leads me to the next question. And sure. um, what what I, a breakthrough for me is when I was listening to Harville Hendricks. And that's the book for Get the Love That You Want. And it was interesting how he positioned um, how we choose our partners. And it was, it was a dichotomy. It was a dualism. On the one part, we see that other partner as, as our opposite parent and all the wonderful things that we loved about that parent. 
And then on the same parent, recognizing all the conflicts that that same parent had. And so the attraction was loving all the things that was great about the parents, basically both parents, by the way, but, but understanding that there needed to be a resolution of the, the conflicts because those conflicts are living inside our unconscious mind, whether you're aware of that or not, and yeah. they're causing us problems in our lives. And here's an opportunity to work with a partner or a spouse, right? Or wife or husband, whatever that is yeah. these days. Um, and so that you can actually work on that stuff. And that's where, you know, life gets kind of shaky. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that because success would not be success without difficulties. Um, if there's nothing to overcome, there's no obstacles to overcome. It's not truly success. You know, if sitting in your easy chair was making a million dollars a day, nobody would go to work. Right. You know, and so obstacles are what create success. The fact that other people can fail or have failed or continue to struggle with certain things and you don't, you overcome that. You learn how to be better at things. That's what creates success. And I think it's the same thing in communication and in life, you know, in all different areas is figure out what success is for you and your partner so that you can find where you're going. If you don't have a plan and you're living reactionary, that's terrible. You know, you don't want to just react to every day, everything that happens, you know, in the moment. If you can have a plan of action and be working towards a common goal, it's so much easier. And I think that you've nailed a number of really cool gems there in what you shared, because so many people don't see relationships as a benefit. It's just something that we do. And they don't see their right. spouse as a mirror. They don't see them as a confidant, someone they can rely on to give them the truth. You know, I think you were a little harsh there. You know, you came across a little egotistical or whatever it might be. Get that feedback because and I want my spouse to be honest so that I can change. I want to grow. I want to be better. I want to project better. I want to give my opinions in a clearer format so people can understand what I'm saying, what I'm sharing. If I wasn't clear, then I need to know that. Yeah. It's interesting and in, in, you know, doing the work with Tony Robbins and he describes three relationships and our three levels of relationships. And the one is uh, it's all for yourself. That's one. Uh, the second level is sort of like horse trading. You give me this I'll, and I'll get that from you. <laughs> yep. The third one is it's, it's all about you. And then he goes actually to the next level. And that is the fourth level. You know, it's all about the other person, no matter what, regardless. Mm -hmm. you know, and I think, Unfortunately, what happens is that most people don't really understand, didn't get the coaching. So I'm so glad that you're coaching people to get tapped into that because yeah. it's not enough to read a book. It's not enough to do a course. You know, like you yeah. said earlier on, everyone is different. And so having that experience and that wisdom that you have to then dive yeah. in on the, the details, the granular side, is going to make a huge difference. Well, most people don't think about a coach is someone who helps you move forward and a counselor is someone who helps you deal with your past. Mm -hmm. right. well, so thanks. much different. And, and I think that that's where it has changed our lives is to have relationship coaches for ourselves, people to give us feedback, you know, ask us questions. How are things going? You know, how did you do in the last fight you had? Because fights are a matter of time. We all have fights. We have disagreements, different opinions. It's the way life is. You get any two people. I don't care if it was you and me, Bart, we would have disagreements if we got really close and started talking multiple times every day, it's a matter of time until you have a disagreement of two different opinions, two different perspectives. 
So to me, it's just a matter of time till you have a fight and disagree. But how do you handle that? Do you just internalize it and bury it or do you talk it out? And that's two different approaches. And a lot of times each spouse or partner will have the opposite approach. One will want to bury it and not talk about it. The other one wants to talk it out. And that creates frustration. Well, I don't want to talk about it. Well, I do. We got to talk this out. I'm not going to bury it. <laughs> so, Right. Yeah, it's the, the deny, deflect, and uh, defend sort of thing. Yeah. It's three Ds that you don't want to do. And again, it, it comes back to what we were talking about earlier. It's, it's your work to do. But I, I want to uh, have the audience listen to your metaphor, which, I, which is a new one for me about the give and take. And, yeah. and tell us more about that aspect. And then also, of course, the importance of that aspect. Yeah. So one of the cool things about relationships, and this changed my perspective years and years ago now, um, I was listening to a course on marriage and he shared that relationships are exactly that. They are relations ships. Basically, they're a ship with your relation. And so it depends on the the benefit of that. But think about a ship. What is that? They, you know, give and take, so to speak, they're up and down with the waves and the tide. You know, they're in and out. They come and they go. Some relationships in life, you have to let go of them. Just like a, a shipment coming in, they bring you a load, but they're not somebody you want to have a long-term relationship with. You let that relationship go on out. You know, sometimes we have a really close friend. Someone will become a friend. They're a friend for sometimes a month or two, sometimes 10 years. But eventually we move apart or we change course and they move out. You have to be able to give and take, you know, let go. And it's the same thing in marriage. We have ups and downs. We have ins and outs. We have good weeks. We have bad weeks. We have good and bad days. You know, we have fun times and we have difficult times. And that's a part of life. And if you don't learn how to handle that and navigate the seas of life, you know, if you're the, the captain of your ship and you're not allowing your spouse to be a part of that navigation, so to speak, it's going to be a one way thing. It's like you're rowing from opposite ends of the same boat and you're trying to go opposite directions and nobody's going anywhere. And that doesn't work either. Right. So, you know, you yeah, kind of have to go the same direction. Yeah. And, and again, it's, it's it comes to mind, which sometimes occurs in my relationship when I clearly see that. She's not getting what it is that I'm trying to communicate with her. We're getting back to communication, mm -hmm. but it's the up and down part. Um, unless you correct that right away, that, that, that yes. you're on the same page, that you're in the same ship, by the way, mm -hmm. um, it, it's going to be, become a problem. You know, and so one of the things that comes to mind, too, is also in those moments, you know, what is it that you really need? And, and there's another great book, um, Love and Respect. I'm sure you know that one, too. Yep. Yep. I think we get that one wrong. And one thing I, I learned also through the personal development part, and I'd love for you to expand on both of these. And I oftentimes will ask people, I says, you know, what do women want and what do men want? Because that's always the big deal. And, and yep. easily about 70% of the time, they're not giving me the answer that I think is right. I'm, I'm, I'll be curious to hear from you if yeah. you agree with these answers. But typically, what, I, what I've learned is that what women want is they want that security. They want that safety. Yes. They want to be in that space where they can be everything. They, they can be the goddess. They can be the queen, but they can also yep. be the witch no matter what. Yep. And then the guy, and then the guy, interesting enough, you know, he wants to be the hero. He wants yeah. he wants the woman to be happy because yeah. if the woman's happy, then that means he's done his job. Because, you know, guys are on a mission all the time, right? Yep. 
their mission is to have their spouse happy because that means that they're the hero. I mean, what are your thoughts on both of these? And perhaps you want to expand on those. I think you nailed it there. And I think that most guys have the desire. I don't know if it's from, you know, the things we watch as a child, but we all want to be the knight in shining armor. We come in and save the damsel, so to speak. And even if we're bloodied or bruised, we still come out the hero. And that's so true. But then the women, they're looking for someone, not necessarily to save them, because a lot of them think, you know, with the women's rights movement, especially, no, we're equal to you guys. We can do this ourselves. But they are always looking for someone to, quote, protect them, provide for them. They want financial security. They want emotional security. They want commitment, which a lot of guys are afraid to commit, but they want that commitment because that gives them security. And so I think that's one of the big differences is, you know, men are looking to be a hero and save the day, fix the problem. Women are looking for, you're not providing for me, you know, emotionally, you're not protecting me. You're not standing up for me. You're not, you know, accepting me for who I am, my strengths and weaknesses, you know, you're acting like I'm inferior to you. And so there's just a big chasm there, so to speak, of misunderstanding because they're not truly communicating and true communication, understanding they're emotional. Why did you do that? Why did you respond that way? How were you feeling when you said that? You know, it just totally changes the the status of the communication when you can really get into why did you feel that way? You know, can you explain that? You know, and a lot of times, you know, it's okay if tears flow because that means you're really being truly authentic. You're sharing your guts, so to speak. And that's where true reality can hit and you really get to know the person. Yeah, and I think what's important there, you know, as a man, you know, standing in your power, not in force, not being that macho man, but standing in your yep. power and, and having the woman just slap you, hit you, and, and, you know, with all this verbal barrage because she's being emotional and she's hormonal, if you will, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and you know, standing in your own power and, and not reacting. And I, I got a great compliment from the girlfriend of my son the other day because apparently I taught my son well they've been together for about five years and he's never re- ra- raised his voice it's like holy wow. shit that's powerful that's really yeah, it awesome. is. and I, I can't claim that i've not done that but um again <laughs> I, say, I don't think i can go five years without raising my voice at all <laughs> so um but that's really awesome and so she she's in the space of 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 uh, certainty and and it's allowed her to totally expand to be the best version she can be absolutely and, and i think we get it all wrong it's, it's this inferior superior i'm better this yeah. you know yeah. it's nonsense there is a polarity we are totally different in so yep. many different ways you know we need different things we express ourselves in different ways and we just have to come to accept that and, yep. and out of integrity and out of respect and love you know, and, and that's such a great point, Bart. And one of the examples I often use with couples is think about music. There is beauty in dissonance, basically, or in difference, two different parts. If I have a melody and a tenor or an alto or a bass part, that totally adds beauty and difference to that song or that piece of music. Just like right. if you add two instruments, it's going to give you two completely different pieces of music. You can play it with one or you can play it with two, even though they're two completely different instruments doesn't make one right and one wrong. It just adds more beauty to the fact that now this piece has more dissonance, more difference, more um, identification, so to speak. It just makes it personal. It's customized. 
And that's whatever relationship is. And I think that so many of us try to live by the, I don't know what you call it, the generational or societal, you know, main is 50%. We're all 50% in, 50% out. I'll give 50%. I'll do this if you do that. No, we should all be 100% in because 50-50 doesn't work. If you're not all in, you're not giving 100% to make this relationship work. If you're not fully committed, it's not going to work. You know, if only half the time I'm committed to monogamy, my wife ain't going to go with that. Right. And it's the same thing in communication and relationships and commitment. You have to be all in. You know, and not, part, it doesn't work. Yeah. And, and part of that, too, by the way, um, is the fact that we want to be seen. Right. Yep. And I think that's a cute component. And and I just really seen and heard. <laughs> yeah. I just realized I have my glasses on. I don't normally keep my glasses on because you can't see my eyes. Right. And so <laughs> um, we want to be seen as part of that equation and, yep. and who we are. And so there's that commitment to you know being yourself and, and also allowing that other person to be themselves. And, yes. you know, one of the things that I find that's, that's helpful, that's helpful to, to acquire that commitment that you talk about, and that is having agreement. And oftentimes, yep. you know, uh, people kind of think, oh, my gosh, really? Agreement? You know, that's, you know, reducing my freedom. Actually, yeah. rules, and, and as a coach, I coach people as well, but as, as a rule, um, again, people don't like rules. And I first ask them, you know, what do you think <laughs> about rules? And they tell them, well, rules are freedom. So what do you mean? Yeah. Well, if I know what the rules are of my wife, of my partner, and the yep. things that she needs, and, and I take care of that, and I discover the negotiables and the non-negotiable ones, yep. and this is something that you want to know, you know early on, or yes, right in the beginning, and also ensure that you maintain those. Yeah, boundaries are very important, and they are actually, like you said, rules of the road. Just like, you know, driving down the highway. If there was no rules, you didn't know which side the oncoming traffic is going to take. That makes right. it a very scary thing. And so rules make it a much safer, much easier, much more freedom, you know, to go your own place, so to speak, but within the rules. So you can live to your full potential. And I think that a lot of couples not only forget to abide by the rules, but they forget to have fun. If there's a difference, if there's something that, quote, irks you or frustrates you, Find a way or a way to make it funny to laugh about it because laughter helps to take out the tension. Well, here's the thing. Everything outside of those rules, it's fair game, right? So mm -hmm. because you didn't make a rule out of it. Yeah. And um, and, and I know uh, you're talking about the, the book of John Gray. I actually met the fellow once and, and I love one of his stories. And that's when he just bought his wife uh, this beautiful mansion. And yep. then they're... Um, driving down the street and then his wife suddenly jumps up. Oh my gosh. You know, I would love to live in that house. Right. And then, then he's kind of squashed right away because they, Oh shoot, I didn't deliver. Right. Yeah. And so these, these are the things that, that we must, you know, appreciate in, in all of this yeah. is, is, and the reason I bring it up is the commitment to really understand, you know, what that person is really saying and, and to take the time. And to, and to take a breath yeah. and to figure out, okay, what is it that you really want? What is it that you yeah. need? There's a great saying, so you know, true. I gave this person everything they needed and they still left. Me. And the answer is, well, you gave that person everything that you mm -hmm. thought they needed. You never yeah. asked what they really needed. That is so true because find out what it is they want. What do they see in that house that makes them want that house versus the house you have? 
Is it the wraparound porch? Is it the big stone front? You know, whatever it might be, it might be something you could change at your own house, your own property, and make it their dream property. It's often not the location. It's not the specific thing. It's there's a piece of that that speaks to a woman, for example, of maybe privacy, protection, commitment, or safety. You know, there's a lot of things that may, you know, speak to them about that property or that specific situation. So therefore, find that out. You're going to learn a new aspect to them. And I, I always tell people, especially guys, be a student of your partner. If you don't understand who they are, what makes them tick, what they like, what they don't, then you have no idea. You're always lost. You're always looking for a new formula because you don't understand who they are. Yeah, and, and part of it, again, is looking at yourself in the mirror and yes. recognizing, oh, shit, I've got this issue, you know, whatever it is, you know, mm -hmm. if it's, um, you know, um, being fully transparent, my wife is probably going to kill me on this one. Um, the way that she stacks the dishwasher, right, yep. just absolutely drives me nuts. Yeah, and um, and I've asked her many times, and I've been frustrated many times, and now <laughs> sort of like, okay, it ain't gonna change. Nope. You know, what's my work to do? I'll just re reload the dishwasher so that I can get more <laughs> stuff in. And yep. and but it's 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 helping us recognize, okay, what's really underneath of all that, right? And in my particular case, I recognize that well, it's taking me more time to do this now when I'm I have a, a time scarcity. Yep. And guess what? Where else does that show up? Well, it shows up everywhere. And so now I've got this mantra, I've got abundance in time, as well as abundance in wealth and abundance in health. Um, but it's the time factor that is yes. the difference. And so now I don't worry about it so much. Yep. So it allows me to do what I think is probably the biggest component to awesome relationships. And that's the glue that brings it all together. And that's, you know, the last item that, that you're going to talk to us about. Yep. That's fun. And that's being, having fun. Yes. And, and, you know, I think a lot of times we as guys, especially forget the romance part and having fun with your partner. That's what attracted the woman to you. She thought you were fun. You were somebody, you know, that was a genius and you always found the fun in life. You laughed or made her laugh. You know, you always made a joke out of things or you always had fun at whatever you did, whether it was shopping, you made fun out of it. You know, and and I think that we as guys become so serious about providing and you know making the paycheck, paying the bills, we forget to have fun along the way. Yep. And if it it's it's like adding spice to food. Food without a spice is pretty bland. And you don't want to have a bland relationship. So add that spice. Fun is just the spice. Laugh about things. You know, go sit at Walmart for a half hour if you have to and watch people and laugh about it in your car. It doesn't matter. You're gonna be like, look at that funky hat, you know. And, and laugh about things. It doesn't matter. Just have some time to laugh, watch some comedy, do something fun. And don't forget to keep it fun and spicy in the bedroom. Because if that's boring, they're going to go dead anyways. You know, you've got to do things to spice it up. Yeah, and those are two critical areas of life. Um, and yes. I'm sure that you coach uh, individuals on that as well. Mm -hmm. Because what happens in the bedroom, but what also happens outside as far as fun, you know, they are the, the glue that keeps everything together. And again, it's you know, yeah. it's it's the part of the commitment, too, is that, you know, when there is that disconnect in any of these fields, you got to just stick with it. You know, it's easy yeah. to give up. Um, and what's interesting is, and, and this is what I liked about what Harville Hendricks was talking about, 
is that it's also resolving those conflicts why we pick this yes. individual and so if you don't resolve those conflicts right so that yeah. um you can get that love and peace if you will um and then you choose to depart the relationship it's just going to show up in the next one and so no sense of that and and what's interesting in some of the work that i get to do and, and, and learn there's a great book uh, fear no evil by eva Caracas, and it's the path work and she talks about divine happiness and that we all desire divine happiness yeah. and what i got out of that is that we all desire divine happiness we all desire divine love and how is it that you do that how is it that you get there is actually quite simple you just yeah. remove whatever makes you unhappy and remove whatever <laughs> makes you uh not be loved and by doing those things but that's your work to do i mean sometimes right. we have to exclude certain people in our lives but that's for sure mm -hmm. um and um but yeah that's how we can't get there i am totally with you on that and so many people i think fail to look at life as a journey and it's all about the here and now and it's a journey it's a you know you can't start out at the end of the road so to speak at the beginning you know just like a brand new couple can't have everything that a seasoned couple that's already got 50 years you know together has you're not going to have the communication level you're not going to have the experience you know, working through a fight or, you know, ironing out all the differences, they have that experience. They already know and understand their spouse. They know how they're going to respond. They know what they like in the morning when they get up. You know, they know how they want to go to bed. That's totally different. And so see it as a journey. It's a growing process. It's not my job to change my spouse. It's my job to provide a growing atmosphere. Where we can grow together, work together, learn together, you know, transform together. And if you see it as it's a together journey, you know, just like we go back to the ship example, if we're rowing in opposite directions, so we decide, well, this ain't working, we cut the ship in half, there's going to be a lot of damage to both of us, so to speak. Now we're separated, and I might be able to go a little ways, but eventually, you know, big waves and things are, I'm not going to be able to take on the storms that I could together. And, and so and if that, you think about it in that way, it's a totally different way of looking at it. And that's a big deal, and, and a lot of studies you know, have clearly demonstrated that. You know, and and I think it it relates to the kinds of values that people have. So it's yes. not just sticking with the relationship; it's also values, and all that combined, you know, relates and permeates the rest of your lives. And right. so it's just interesting how you know so much is being disfranchised in in, in religion and churches, relationships. Yep. And all that kind of stuff and regardless of what relationship you know you're in you know it's important to to you know, abide by some so many things that you just uh, shared with us absolutely and i know you would have a lot more technical side or technicalities to share as far as the value health wise that having strong relationships is to your physical health but i know there's a massive difference in the people who have happy relationships and they're yeah. surrounded by you know, happiness and commitment and, you know, great communication, they're not going to have near the frustration overall in life. And so if you can, you know, downgrade, so to speak, the frustration and increase the happiness and the peace in your life, you're just going to have a better career. You're going to have better relationships. You're going to be happier. You're going to enjoy life more. The journey is more fun when you can do it without all the frustration and the headache. No, you're absolutely right. And, and that's actually the reason that I wanted to talk to you today, because you know, this is all about health optimization. And it's one component that I just uh, didn't really think about because as a doctor, we're just thinking in those biological terms, 
but yeah. relationships affects biology in every single way. Mm -hmm. And stress for sure, you know, is, is oftentimes a prelude to chronic disease and, and so many other you know, dysfunctions, you know, in the body. And when you've got a great relationship, um, a supportive one, then Absolutely. yeah, you're going to have more fun. You're going to be doing more things and that's going to contribute to, you know, a much better life. I totally agree. Yep. So let me give the audience a, a couple tips. So one of the biggest tips, especially for the guys, is whatever attracted the girl to you, keep doing it. Because the minute you stop doing it, they're often unattracted and, and uninterested. And so whatever got them will also help to keep them. And then secondly, don't make it all about you. Please and pleasure your spouse first instead of yourself. If it's taking the first piece of pie or the biggest steak or whatever it is, offer it to your spouse or partner. You will feel better. They will feel loved and appreciated. It's just a small gesture, but it's something that simply shows I'm giving of myself. Self-sacrifice versus, you know, trying to put yourself first is totally different. It's just two different attitudes, two different ways of approaching everything in life. So that would I, be I the totally, two biggest tips. Yeah, I totally agree with you because, you know, I've learned now that when my wife asked me, oh, you want to go out to this restaurant or do this? And I just said, yeah, sure, I'll go because I know that's what she wants, right? She's telling mm -hmm. me this. I mean, she's asked me, are you hungry? And rather than saying no, it says, yeah, sure, because I know she's hungry. Yep. And I also learned from that, interesting enough, is that, you know, let's say, you know, I really wanted to go to a Thai restaurant. And, you know, it's the purpose is to go out there and enjoy some food, right? Yeah. And so she, uh, we would talk about, okay, what, what kind of food? And maybe we'd come up with three choices. Maybe it's Italian, French, and, and Thai food. And then, but I'm so jonesing for Thai food and I'm not that so keen on Italian food as an example. This is hypothetical. I love Italian food. Yep. Um, <laughs> but um, I really don't want to do Italian, but she really wants to do Italian. Rather than forcing my desire, I just go yep. with the flow with hers because at the yep. end of the day, it really doesn't matter. The only time it matters, I think, is when it violates your values. And so if she wanted right. to go to a Brazilian you know, um, restaurant, which is strictly meat, and I don't eat meat, well, then guess what? We're not going there. I love meat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, this has been great. This has been really enlightening. I really appreciate yeah. what you do, Brian. Um, you know, all of us need need a coach. I mean, I have my own coach, and, you know, they coach me on all aspects, including the, the relationship part, because I think we all need, need help. And so it's a great blessing yes. that that – you do what you do and and anyone listening you know if they want to reach out to you how do they find you so the easiest place to reach me is probably on owl the owl app and i'll spell it for you so if you're looking for it it's o two w's and two l's so there's two w's for twice as wise and two l's because you're really going to love it um, it's an amazing app bart is also on there that's actually where we met we had several conversations on there and we actually got to meet in person uh, when the app did its launch. So that was pretty awesome. I got to uh, meet him, shake his hand. We got to hang out for a few minutes. Um, that was pretty cool. But one of the cool things is you can actually call us live, have a one-on-one -on -one conversation there. And of course, you can always go to my website, which is nextstepmindset.com. Um, because I feel like in life, you can do anything you believe you can do as long as you take it a step at a time. You don't try to jump from one level of your house to the other in one step. It's too big. You're going to fall. And it's the same in life, business, relationships, your mindset, you know, your health, 
you know, just like if you go to lose weight, you don't go cut a leg off because you need to lose 50 pounds. You know, you literally start correcting your diet and your health and nutrition so that you can actually lose the weight, you know, a pound at a time. And that's a step at a time. And Bart could tell you, I'm sure it would be um, advantageous to your health not to cut a leg off. It's going to be much more difficult to walk and run. So there's a lot of benefits to taking life a step at a time. It's a journey and you just have to go piece at a time. I, I, I love that. And and the 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 hundred mile journey, you know, starts off with a step, one step at a time. Yes. Sometimes we get lost in the idea it's a hundred miles. How am I ever gonna make it? Yeah, one step at a time. And there's a great Absolutely. phrase, you know, we often overestimate what we can do in one year and totally underestimate what we can do in a lifetime. And this for Absolutely. me was was insightful because we all have a mission on earth. We all have something that's worthwhile to deliver to other people to transform their lives. And it starts off with a step at a time. So I love that that uh, website yep. name. It's so true yeah. for all of us. And I really appreciate you, Brian. And again, Absolutely. I appreciate you, Bart. You're awesome. I can't wait to uh, have another discussion with you. Maybe I'll get you on my show. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do that. Once again, Brian Strubar on OWWLL. O -W -L -L. Reach out to him about any relationship issues. It's a great app. It's absolutely the future. It's the best way that you're going to be able to contact you know, these amazing uh, people out there that will provide you with the wisdom, the solutions that you're looking for in your life in whatever aspect it is in your life. And by the way, you can also reach me there. So once again, Absolutely. Brian, thank you so much. And thank you, I am Bart. Dr. Bart. Thank you. And I am Dr. Absolutely. Bart Roundmaker, and this is Prescription for Your Transformation, Real People, Real Conversations, and Real Success, also part of the Doctor's Guide and Health Optimization 2022. Brian, again, thank you. Thank you, Bart.